intimately because he's got a garage. The Money Show. The Markets. The sign-off is arguing in court filings that it's got emails that were written by Marcus Joester, the former chief executive. And sign-off says that proves that he was part of a fraudulent scheme um, that led to the retailer being swindled out of hundreds of millions of rand. Um, and they, these email extracts are part of a court case that has been brought against a guy called Malcolm King, and his son, Nicholas, and they've got a company called Formal Holdings. And um, there are two standoff subsidiaries uh, that are suing Kings in a British court for about 1.6 billion rand, uh, saying that the Kings uh, business, uh, Formal Holdings, colluded with Marcus Joester to get money out of the retail. And there was a, a series of sham loan agreements. Curiouser and curiouser around standoff, of course, as the details emerge of what led to the very near implosion of the entire business. Sibonis Ongomalo is a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group, and there's nothing like the twin risks of war and inflation, Sibonis, or to wreak havoc in markets. Yes, Bruce. Good evening to you and your listeners. The market was on a risk-off mood today. There's two worries. The first worry is war in Russia. Obviously, Russia invading Ukraine. That's got the market a little bit jittery. But the other risk is global inflation. We saw in the U.S. that inflation, CPI, um, was basically at levels only seen 30 years ago. And so, therefore, the market is a bit worried. But these two things, uh, Bruce, although completely unrelated, actually drive the same stocks in that Russia is a commodity producer, much like South Africa. So especially in the platinum group metals. And so therefore, hence we saw gold companies flying. That did well. Gold fields up 11%. Anglo gold up 8%. Harmony up 6 um, And then we saw the platinum miners in Parla up almost 2% um, or so. And so we saw those counters go up. And obviously, Thrasol was up 4% because of oil. Russia is also an oil producer. On the other side, Bruce, the financials in South Africa, oh, those took a little bit of a hit, which is what happens when it's risk-off and the markets are jittery. So we saw all mutual down 4%, Sunlum down 2%. Um, and then uh, in the industrial side, Nasdaq and Kensington continue their more disappointing performance, which has been more than a year now. Um, the Nasdaq down 4.6% and Process down 34 yeah, it's pretty rough. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, those old, old bellwethers, it's been particularly rough um, as the commodity cycle has taken over. But it's this, um, the, the fear of inflation in the United States I find so interesting. And I mean, we saw inflation at 7.5% on Friday, and that is leading to lots of talk of very high and speedy interest rate increases in the United States. Ordinarily, that would have been absolute agony for the rand versus the dollar. But the rand is actually not only stayed strong, but had a remarkably good week last week and has built on those gains over the last 24 hours or so. Yes, it has, Bruce. I mean, I think this is actually very interesting because obviously we're quoting the rand relative to the dollar. So it's being referenced to the dollar. So it's always important to look at what's happening to the dollar. And if you think about it, over the last few, actually, geez, over the last few decades, as Money has become cheaper and cheaper. So in terms of interest rates, that's the price you pay for money. Interest rates have obviously uh, been going down in the U.S. structurally for a couple of decades. And then money has also been freely available, especially after COVID, because the central banks did what's called monetary and fiscal stimulus. So it flooded the market and actually physically gave people money. So money has been abundant and money has been cheap. Now, inflation 
changes both of those two things. The Fed is coming and saying, well, we need to retract some of this money we've given, and money's going to cost you more. Now, that changes things. It means consumers have less money to spend. It means that actually there are a little bit more question marks. How does that relate to the RAND? Well, actually, if you look at how much money has been pumped into the U.S. economy by the Fed, that actually usually causes wobbles um, in, in currency. And I think the dollar is starting to head to that point where there's so much debt that's gone into the system, especially in the last two years, um, that actually that dollar is not uh, behaving the way one would think normally. Okay, no, I get you. Um, that's a an interesting uh, sort of view, I think, on the uh, on the sort of trends that the rand may follow this year. Um, talk to me about Shoprite, please. I mean, it is in the food retail sweet spot. It's everybody's favourite food share. Shoprite is doing an awful lot right. Yes, but let, let's start at the very beginning. So Shoprite obviously had Whitey Basson, who who ran a phenomenal um, business. In 2017, um, they appointed a new CEO, who was a COO in Whitey's time, called Peter Engelcraft. And Peter came in, um, and Peter and his team have done a fantastic job. And us as long-term investors love companies like this. They came in, they invested in systems, they changed the business, they, they, they simplified the balance sheet, which are dead. Then they also said, hey, there are these regions in Africa that we need to exit. So they took a lot of pain, and the market criticized them. And Bruce, all of a sudden, we're seeing them issuing trading updates where they're saying the earnings are going to be up between 20 and 26%. Very strong. They've innovated with the 60-60. But again, great management who took hard decisions up front, and now it's paying off. Um, and actually, these guys deserve all the credit. And so this management team has done well, and our clients have benefited on the back of them. And what about Spur? I mean, that's under new management, of course, under Val Nikas, who came out of the famous Brands Group. They are still 9% where they, below where they were uh, before COVID. Yes, Bruce. Now, this is clearly a very, very tough sector because um, you can see that on a six-month to six-month basis, that the Spur Group is running around um, 30 or so percent um, in terms of, 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 of growth. But the issues here that I think we're facing is that people haven't really gotten comfortable to going back to restaurants again. And so that's going to take time to recover. So just like we've seen other companies recover. So, for instance, NetBank um, just recently actually showed us their trading statement. Um, and in December... NetBank came out and said on the 5th of December, earnings will increase by 90%. But now NetBank, just as market closed, are saying, actually, things have gotten better. They say on the back foot of stronger than expected performance in the last few months, earnings are going to be up 108 to 118%. So, Bruce, clearly here there are companies that are recovering and doing well, and there are some that are really struggling and probably spur fits into the latter. Uh, and then, uh, finally, I think, uh, Dischem on the day as well. Really nice revenue growth coming through. Lots more footfall going through malls. Uh, and so lots more spontaneous visits into uh, the, the pharmacy supermarkets that Dischem runs. Yes. I mean, this is also a fantastic business. Um, we love this business. Um, and, and for the 21 weeks to January, I mean, they said revenue is up 15.3. And it sounds good. But part of that is they bought the, the Medicare pharmacies and so that acquisition messes up the numbers but actually so the truth is on a life-for-life basis if you're comparing it from last year to this year on the same number of stores without medicare they grew about five and a half percent 
One of the things that they say, which is interesting here, was that they talked about a less severe Omicron variant fourth wave. And therefore, people then consumed less um, preventative healthcare products. So including vitamins and pharmaceuticals in December and January. So that weakened their performance a little bit. And we saw something similar with clicks um, in that clearly this Omicron, we're getting feedback now that this really wasn't as bad um, as what had been previously thought. And we saw that in the numbers of a company like Discam. So come through very, very strongly. Thank you, Siboniso Ngumaro, who is the portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. 28 minutes to 7, Sviso Zulu with the latest.